to the third season, first episode of Choice, my experience building relationship with God. In this episode, I am going to be talking with you about 2 Timothy in the New King James Version. In 2 Timothy, Paul was writing to Timothy, was encouraging him. And starting at chapter 1, verse 6, that's where I'm starting from in the New King James Version, Paul says to him, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Reading from the commentary in regards to 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting with verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Quoting from the commentary that is in the Nelson Study Bible that I'm reading from. The commentary states for 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us spiritual gifts and empowers us to use them. God's Spirit does not impart fear or cowardice, but power, love, and a sound mind, or self-control. The Spirit imparts power for the various circumstances of ministry. The love the Spirit gives to us should be directed towards other individuals. Furthermore, as we use our spiritual gifts to build up the church, we should exercise self-control, using our abilities only at the appropriate times. Now, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, in the New King James Version, it goes on to say, and this was Jesus speaking to his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The power from the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we can do the things that Jesus has asked us to do in regards to his word. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And the Holy Spirit enables us to be able to understand the word of God, to be able to apply the word of God to our lives the Holy Spirit gives us the ability 
to be able to reject sin and embrace the way of the Word of God in our lives. The Holy Spirit assists us when we pray God's Word. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. He uses God's Word to encourage us because the Holy Spirit is only going to speak what our Heavenly Father Our Jesus, our Yeshua, has given him to speak to us. Therefore, because we've been given the Holy Spirit, when we receive the gift of salvation from Jesus, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit has given us the ability to live out the Word of God in our lives. And through taking in God's Word by investing that time in His Word and initially letting Him help us to find the right place to go and be covered by pastoral leadership that has integrity, that teaches God's word with correctness, and also has a good Bible study, by being under the covering of the appropriate pastoral leadership that we are led to, after we receive Jesus, Yeshua as our Lord and Savior, we then begin to embrace God's Word and the fruits of the Spirit begin to grow. The fruits of the Spirit that I have shared about in previous episodes out of Galatians 5.22. In the New King James Version, says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. By God, by our Lord and Savior, sending the Holy Spirit after he ascended to our Heavenly Father, we are able, over time, as we study his word and invest time in prayer, we begin to exhibit, over time, stability in our lives, charity, in giving, compassion, gratefulness, kindness towards others. We desire peace, not conflict. Our self-control increases in areas where we were weakened prior to studying God's Word, investing time in prayer, 
sitting in Bible studies, listening to the messages that the pastors that we have been placed in their congregation share with us on a weekly basis as we go and worship and fellowship with others that are also receiving God's Word in that particular faith community. Our faith begins to grow, and our faithfulness becomes starts to become consistent. The power that we've been given, and that is personified through us by the Holy Spirit, allows us to make that choice to invest the time in God's Word, in studying God's Word, in memorizing God's Word, in meditating and pondering on God's Word. And all of the above will bring you into nurturing a relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus, through Yeshua. For He has given us, through being that perfect sacrifice, Jesus, Yeshua has given us access to the Father. Our Heavenly Father, through Jesus, through Yeshua, by the Holy Spirit, has given us power. He also has given us love. In 1 John 4.16, it says, God is love. 1 John 4, I'm going to start at verse 15 in the New King James Version. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Understand, in order to personify the love of God, We need to come to a place where we love God. And how do we come to that place? By putting Him first in our lives. Reading out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Remember, out of Galatians 5.22, the nine fruits of the Spirit, love is the first one mentioned. Galatians 5 verse 22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Understand, for each of us to come to the place where we love God, where the fruits of the Spirit are beginning to manifest in our personal lives and towards others, this is one of the manifestations of walking in the Spirit, is personifying love. Love is the first of the nine fruits. Out of Galatians 5, in the previous scriptures before 22, reading out of verse 16, New King James Version, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. For the works of the flesh... They're evident, and it goes on to explain this in the next verse. Verse 19 of Galatians chapter 5 states, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So just like there's fruits of the Spirit when we're walking in the Spirit, there are also works of the flesh that are evident when we walk in the flesh. And all of us understand, God's Word says, that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. However, because of what Jesus did because he became that perfect sacrifice and that he went through every single step that was prophesied in the old covenant by the prophets of how he would come and he would be reviled by men and he would be beaten and scourged and how he would be a man that was acquainted with grief and sorrows and how he would be found guilty even though he was innocent. He had, he had, he had not committed no crime. He was preaching the word of his heavenly father. He was the word 
out of John 1 and 1, he was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word came, and it came and was encapsulated in flesh and was birthed through the Virgin Mary. And he grew, and when the time came, his Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, separated him and called him out to the ministry that he had for him to share the good news, the gospel, that he was the way, the truth, and the life, that no man can come to the Father except through Jesus, except through Yeshua, Jesus, submitting unto what God wanted him to do. He was scourged with a cat of nine tails, these weren't just whips. These were, these were whips that had these metal claws on the end of them. So each time they struck him when he was scourged, the skin was ripped from his body and blood was everywhere. And it was pain, extreme, excruciating pain. And the word says that it was by the stripes that he took that we are healed. Not only that, but then he had to walk all the way carrying that heavy cross, the cross that he was put upon because of us, because of us being rebellious because of our sins, because we did not want to have relationship, established relationship. We didn't want him to be our God. When he presented himself back at Mount Sinai, he was crucified for all of us, for all of our sins, for all of our inequities. He, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And not only that, but as he hung there and lingered until the point when he said to the Father, when he spoke the words, it is finished, and he gave up his spirit unto the Father. After he went down into the depths of hell and got the keys and came back into the earth realm to reveal himself to the disciples, to have witnesses that he had been risen from the dead until in Acts that I had read earlier in this episode, Acts 1.8, when he told the disciples that he, it was needful for him to go to ascend unto the Father so he could send the Helper, the Holy Spirit, that would endue us with power so that we could go forth into our homes, into our cities, into the states, into the nation, and throughout the world and proclaim that Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life that no one could come unto the Father except through him. There are those of you that this might be the first time you've listening to this podcast. Some of you may think you stumbled upon it by accident. And others of you have been listening. And I just want to extend to you this time 
You know your life is out of control. You know that you've been stressing and you've been angry and you've been fearful. Enter into his rest. His word tells us that we can cast our cares on him. And because he cares for us and he will take them because he cares for us. And then he will give us an exchange of more of himself. His word says that those whose minds are stayed on him shall have perfect peace. If you have turned away from God and you know that you need him in your life, now is the time. Now is the time to receive him. He's married to the backslider. His word says so. And he's been waiting, waiting for you to repent and turn from all the sin and the wrong choices and to turn towards him and receive him as your Lord and Savior. He forgives us. He is the forgiver. And for those of you that want to know him, want to begin experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit in your lives, the power of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of all mankind, for those who choose to receive this gift of salvation, repent. Say to him right now, Jesus, I have sinned against you, and I'm sorry. I need you to come into my life and to give me your way of doing things. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you were born through the Virgin Mary, that you went through all the persecution and the the rejection and the sorrows, and you're acquainted with sorrows and griefs. For me, for me, you did this just for me. And I believe that you were crucified and that you rose from the dead and you now sit with the heavenly, our Heavenly Father. I believe in you. And provided that you've said this, congratulations, welcome to the kingdom of God. The next thing you want to do is begin your search for the right, the right church home, the right community, the right faith community. Trust Jesus. He will move supernaturally on your behalf to get you to the appropriate place where you can begin to live according to the ways that he has set out for us to receive a life that is rich in all that he has for us. Starting with his peace, his peace that surpasses all understanding. Understand 
God is real.